0: Speaking for the help of the Lord, I direct your prayerful attention to the Gospel according to Luke chapter 11, and reading for our text, two verses, verses 9 and 10. And I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given you, Seek, and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh, receiveth, and he that seeketh, findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Luke 11, verses 9 and 10. And the subject, the overall subject, is prayer, but it is the way that God hath given, prescribed, to obtain that which we have a felt need of. Not just prayer, but in the specific way of this text, that it is a reminder to ask and seek and know. Now as we commence this morning, I want just to think of several words that are set forth here. The first is prayer, and that is the, the subject over all, and a reminder what a vital thing it is as Christians that we pray. And God has instituted it that men should call upon the name of the Lord, and that he who dwells in heaven, who is a spirit that filleth all things that He hears His people, He hears creatures, He hears men who pray unto Him, who seek unto Him here below. Now, Lord, always taught that men ought always to pray and not to faint. We need often reminding the path of prayer that may be some of us this morning that we are guilty of restraining prayer, neglecting prayer, we wonder why things not going right, wonder why we are not receiving the helps from the Lord. But where we have need, and the Lord's people will have needs, and God will see to it that they are not able to help themselves, and things don't go well, things uh, are not right. And we do not have power to do what we want to do or to bring about what we desire to be brought about. We have needs and he make sure that we cannot do that ourselves so that we do pray and we do ask him and we do come to him and he is glorified, he is honoured. Our need is God's opportunity or God's way of bringing us to him and magnifying uh, himself in our lives in supplying that need. And oh, that we could more often think about that, that that which is impossible with men is not impossible with God. And those things of which we uh, feel so helpless in and may have proved it for a long period, that they are actually those things that God will be glorified in appearing for us in. The verse then is prayer, we have here the Lord's Prayer, then we have the words of our text, and then we have the illustration of giving good gifts as a father to his children, and how much more shall your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him or in another place, good gifts to them that ask him. The way it is rendered here is real encouragement to pray and to ask uh, whether we feel we have the Spirit or not, because what is here is a situation of asking when we're asking for the Spirit, and so feel not to have the Spirit. And the devil will say, well, you can't pray unless you are praying in the Spirit, which in one sense is true, but here it's very clearly set forth that those who feel they don't have the Spirit can ask of the Father, the Holy Spirit. The second thing or word is need or needing. Our Lord told the parable concerning the one asking his friend, For the loaves. And we read in verse 8 that he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. And when we're thinking of prayer and really the whole subject here, it centres around need, a felt need. And with God's people, there will be needs that are very different than those of those still dead in trespasses and sins. All have need of salvation, all have need of being saved from the wrath to come, but all do not feel that. And so a sinner that feels his need, as the hymn writer says, is welcome to the throne of grace, the Saviour's blood, to plead. And uh, when we have it set before us in this way, We may ask ourselves, what is our need? What do we feel uh, to have need of? Whether it is spiritual, providential, or whatever it is, this is what brings to prayer, and then is becoming the subject of prayer. When our Lord taught of prayer concerning the Pharisee and the publican in the temple, the publican was praying from a sense of need. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. The Pharisee did not express any need at all. All he was expressing was what he was and how proud he was that he was not like the publican and able to speak of his own good works. He didn't have a need. But it was the publican who went down to his house justified rather than the other so may we bear that in mind. What is our need? Whether, whatever it is. And that need then is the basis of our prayer and the specific things that we bring before God. So then the other word that is here is asking. And you may join with that. Receiving. I want to look later at the knocking and uh, the Um, seeking, because uh, specifically in our text, but to think of this, to ask. Where there is a need, uh, there is to be asking. And where there is asking, then there is receiving. And right through this passage, these things are put forth. There is a need, there is an asking, and there is a receiving. And there's many assurances that those that ask, they're not giving something different, they're giving given what they actually have asked for. And it is very specific. We need to be careful of what we ask because those are those things that what we're actually given. So may that thought remain with us in your lives and as we go forth, uh, from this service, how much do we ask of the Lord? What do we ask, and what do we receive of the Lord? What does He give us? How many times do we match up what we've asked with what we have been given, and are mindful of that, and give thanks to the Lord and give praise to Him, because if we are not noticing what has been given. We will not give thanks and we will not be encouraged that he has answered our petitions, that he has given us that which we have desired of him. So then there is the asking, the receiving, the giving, and the giver is set forth in the parable that follows as our Heavenly Father as a good giver, as one that has the power and ability and that these things are not earned. They are given, freely given. If ye, then being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? It's a beautiful thing to realise the gospel is a gospel of giving, free giving. It is from God, and may we always remember that. So I want to look now then at this word as God's provision, uh, God's method and way that he'd have his people's needs supplied. It's not just prayer, as prayer on its own, but is things that are joined with prayer. There's a very specific method that is set before us. So two main points. Firstly, a direction as to how we are to obtain what we need from the Lord. How we are to do it. And then secondly an assurance of the success of this method, look at the words of our text again, verse nine. And I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given you; seek, and ye shall find; knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall. Be opened. So we have the method and the assurance that it will be effective, really doubly that is assured in these verses. So, what is the method then? Firstly, it is to ask. We may say in this first. Most direct, it is in a pathway of prayer to come and ask of the Lord. Ask for something to be given. Not, yes, we may pray for others, but really such things will be an exercise for ourselves, asking it shall be given you. We may pray for a blessing on another person and we are given that answer and in one sense they receive the benefit of it, but it's given to us to see that answer and that provision for them. But this is the very first thing and we must not go around that to any second way but come first in the way of asking in the attitude of prayer you can pray anywhere the Lord directs in the closet rather than to be paraded before men it is coming and seeking the Lord privately sometimes it can be audible sometimes it is silent sometimes others round about us will notice that we are praying even though we are not audible like Hannah in the temple her lips move, her voice was not heard and Eli knew uh, that something was going on he thought that she was drunken but uh, she was praying and then there can be like Nehemiah before the king and he prayed unto God, but the king wouldn't have realised that his heart was being lifted up before God, right before his eyes, asking of the Lord to find favour before the king. He may be in any attitude in any place, but in that reverent way as before the Lord, not in the light, trifling, glib way, that so many will speak of prayer. May we be delivered from that and the irreverent way that God is spoken of or thought of. We are coming before Him who is the King of kings and Lord of lords, and it is to come in a reverent way. Though we may come boldly and are exhorted to do so, knowing that God has directed in the way of prayer. Yet it is not in an irreverent way, a light way, a trifling way, but remembering who the Lord is, and remembering who we are. God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints, to be had in reverence of all them that are about him. And all of our asking, it is in that way that becomes asking a king, asking a sovereign So that is the first step. Then there is a direction of seeking. Now, we're going to look in a moment at some ways that these are applied, but uh, maybe we will confine it first so we get an idea of seeking, where we are first desirous of knowing the things of God. We are feeling our sinnership. We feel our ignorance of the things of God. We feel how little we know about the Bible and about the way of salvation. And we want to know more. We want to know how man can be saved. We want to know how we can be saved, how our sins can be forgiven. We want to know the things of God and we ask the Lord that we might know and we might understand and we might be taught and we might be saved. Well, having asked that, then we are directed to seek. We are to not just expect this revelation from heaven independent of means. So where do we seek? First, it is to the Word of God. We have the Holy Bible, the only revelation of God to man, and all that we know of the things of God are known in the pages of this book, from Revelation right back to Genesis. All is the Holy Word, inspired Word of God. And anyone who comes with any Supposed revelation or supposed ideas that are not found in the Holy Word of God, that is not an answer to our prayers. That is not the way of salvation. The way that the Holy Spirit will answer our prayers and God will answer our prayers is to direct to the book that he has authored that is the revelation of God to man That is the work of the Holy Spirit who also shall reveal it unto us. It is to the law and to the testimony. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. We must be very clear on this. Otherwise, uh, men are led to all sorts of ideas and all sorts of ways and all sorts of errors when they... uh, draw away from the word of God and so uh, when we seek, we seek the word of God, we believe that was what it was the case with the eunuch, when uh, Philip was sent to him in the wilderness he was reading in the prophet Isaiah reading of the prophecies of the sufferings of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ if you and I are praying for the Lord's blessing, then uh, may we be seeking in the word of God. Not just reading it, but seeking the truth in it. Like the Bereans, who searched the scriptures daily, whether these things were so. Not just prayer, but seeking as well. And then when we come to passages, that we don't understand. Again, we think of the eunuch. God sent to him Philip, and the first thing he asked him was, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I accept some man, guide me? And he said, Of whom does the prophet speak, of himself or some other man? He did not understand that passage. And he asked, he desired Philip to come up in the chariot and to explain that passage to him. He began at the same scripture and preached unto him, Jesus. And here we have the knocking or the way of desiring that that which is closed to us be open to us. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. And so there is a asking, Lord, interpret this passage uh, and asking that it might be again used through means. God sent Philip, that's a preacher. So we could go back to the seeking again. Where do we seek? Would we go to the local market? Would we go to the amusement parlours? Would we go to a football stadium? Would we expect to find the answer and find that help for our soul there? Or should we rather seek to the people of God, to the house of God, to where the Bible is central and where the Word of God is explained and set forth and preached, That is where we should seek to find the answers that we are asking for. That is what we are to do. Seek out a place. Many of those that have been awakened to their need of a Saviour, they have gone to many stated places of worship before they have found one in which they felt that they could find the answers to what they were seeking. Many, they'll go to one place and they find them just a religious social club. They'll find just the world dressed up in the garb of religion, or they'll find the Bible hardly ever opened, or the Bible read, but it's just read like any other book, and the deep that coucheth beneath, the blessing of the Spirit upon it is not sought for. And it doesn't seem to affect the lives of those who come to the word of God. They're just as worldly, as carnal, and as if those who have never heard the word of God at all. And sometimes it is just the spirit that is there. just does not accord to the spirit of an awakened sinner, one that needs the Saviour, one of whom this world is vanity and empty, and has a blight on it. One who've been brought out from the world and maybe worldly amusements, and they go into a place of worship and they think, well what's the different than this? It's just the same worldly amusements. It's still the same atmosphere that I've been brought out from. And so many have gone from one place to another place. And then in God's providence he has directed them where they shall hear the truth, and where they shall find what they seek for and what they have asked for and where that is the case. then They are to abide there and to remain there and to seek the blessing of the Lord in that place because in that place as well there will be those that open up the Scriptures. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. I wonder how much of our attendance on the means of grace, our attendance in the house of God is attended by knocking, praying in a way that we are asking the Lord, Lord, open Aren't this, my problem, my need. These scriptures that I've been reading and I don't understand May the preacher take that passage, may explain that passage, and we can say that our prayers then, instead of characterised by asking, they're characterised by knocking. So the method here, ask and it shall be given you, seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. In setting forth this idea as well, not only are we to ask, but is active seeking, and when we do find, then it may be that though we realise that this is what we have sought for, we still do not understand it. We still need it to be opened to us. The truths are just not lying Strewn on the surface, there is a deep that coucheth beneath. This, in one sense, is like our Lord teaching in parables, because all the multitude, they heard the parables. It was only afterwards that the disciples came and asked the Lord the meaning of them. They were knocking, as it were, to ask that he'd expound to them. Others, they heard them, they went away, they'd heard the story they were happy with what they'd heard. They didn't want any deeper knowledge or teaching. Is a good thing where there's that following up what we have heard. Again, like the Bereans, when they heard Paul the Apostle preaching, they searched the Scriptures daily whether these things were so, therefore many of them believed. So they no doubt were asking, but they were certainly seeking and that they were wanting to have those scriptures opened to them. So this method of asking, of seeking, and of knocking, it can be applied also when we are seeking a blessing from the Lord. We mentioned of Hannah, who was childless, who came to the temple and she asked a man-child of the Lord and promised that if the Lord gave her that blessing then she would lend him forever, all his life lend him to the Lord and she then continued praying in the temple she sought to go to the house of God and to lay before the Lord her need. And continued, as it were, uh, knocking at that place, asking importunate prayer. And that's what's set before us in, in verse 8. He will not give him because he is his friend, but because of his importunity. And that's like continuing knocking to gain an entrance or to gain what we've asked for. Jacob was of a similar way. When Esau was coming against him, he was returning back from being with Laban and he puts his family over the brook. He goes over, he's left alone and he wrestles with the angel. The angel wrestled with him. That was one of the pre-incarnation appearances of our Lord Jesus Christ. He wrestled with God and with man and prevailed. Therefore, his name was changed from Jacob, supplanter, to Israel. Thou hast had power with God. So, Jacob's prayer was not just asking, but it was a definite going over the brook, going to a, seeking a place where he would specifically ask of the Lord and wrestle with the Lord and he uh, continued, knocking as it were, continued at prayer until he'd obtained that blessing. There was another thing added to that as well, that he took the steps to pacify his brother, he used means in that way, not just prayer, but using, seeking to use the means that his brother's wrath be turned away. We think of Jabez's prayer in the Chronicles, O oh, that thou hast blessed me indeed, that thou hast keep me from evil, that it do not grieve me, and he desired that his coast be enlarged. And so there may be those times where seeking specific blessings from the Lord, the forgiveness and pardon of our sin, the blessing of the peace of God in our souls, the blessing of of grace to bear a particular trial or uh, hard thing in providence. The Apostle Paul had the thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet him, and he sought the Lord three times for that thing, urgently asking that that be taken away. But God said he wouldn't take it away, but he would give him grace to bear it. My grace is sufficient for thee. And uh, these things are to be sought for. It may be we are seeking for a deliverance from a particular snare or a temptation, a habit, a pathway in life, and we're asking of the Lord for it. We're also seeking that we might be delivered from it. We're not sinning that grace might abound. We're not saying, well, I cannot do it myself, therefore I'm just going to go on in the way that I'm going. And if the Lord converts me, if the Lord appears and saves me, uh, then I'll turn from that way. Uh, There are those who have fallen into that snare over the years and really where we are asking, especially to be delivered from snares or temptations, that that is a sincere asking. We will be doing everything in our power to be delivered from it, ineffectual as it may be. It will grieve us every time we fall. We may fall many, many times, but we won't be saying, well, there's nothing I can do and just excusing it and making excuses before man, especially whereas things that we're doing that is open before man. People are seeing it. Maybe the ungodly are seeing it. And they're saying, why do you walk in that path? My terrible answer would be, well, the Lord hasn't helped me to walk in a different path or to change my path when you actually know what is right and know what we should be doing. We have many things that we cannot deliver ourselves from and save ourselves from but if we really know the evil of them then we won't be making excuses, we won't be just praying, we'll be seeking, we'll be knocking, we'll show in every way that we want to be free and set free from this snare and this path this way. So this prescription by the Lord is so, so vital in this. And may the message this morning be, if you're one that is just praying, but there's no seeking, no urgency, no knocking, then remember that is not the prescription that's set before us here. Maybe in providence as well, we're asking of the Lord. Maybe if you are seeking for a particular job, a place of employment, would we just ask and pray, Lord, provide me a place of employment? And that all we do, or would we get the newspaper and we look at the job adverts and? we'd use other means of finding a suitable place, we'd seek for a position. Of course we should seek a position in that way. And is in that way the Lord directs? I can think of several places of employment that I've had uh, that that has been the case. Uh, the first time after I finished my apprenticeship was coming to the end of that and... At that time, I did not want a job in a small uh, firm. In my own mind, I wanted one in a large firm. But I looked in the newspaper and there's a job advertised and it fitted my qualifications, my description exactly. So exactly, I felt, even though I didn't want that in a small firm, I would apply. And the Lord so ordered it, he changed my mind. He gave me that employment and for four years a major stepping stone that was in my life. And then over here as well losing the employment that I had from Australia when we first came over to England and then opening the newspaper on the Friday and seeing an ad again exactly describing what was my need applying and receiving the invitation to come for an interview on the following Tuesday and starting work on Wednesday, that quick. And yet, if I hadn't have opened the newspaper, hadn't looked and used that means, I would never have had that position. Again, a wonderful provision from the Lord. If we are seeking an employment Then we uh, ask, but we also seek, and with the knocking, there is to be, when we see that ad, we write, we ask. I remember my first employment after school, an apprenticeship, and I applied, and I didn't get an invitation for an interview, and they advertised the job again, but I wanted that job. So I contacted the firm, or the hospital it was, and asked them why I hadn't been offered an interview. And they said, well, you live too far away. They'd made a mistake. They'd taken my place of living, was where I'd gone to school, which was ten miles further away from where I lived, as soon as that mistake was rectified, they took me in for an interview and I got that four-year apprenticeship. If I hadn't have knocked, if I just said, oh, they've advertised again, and just let it rest, then I would never have had that position. There sometimes we must cease and must stop trying. But there are other times that We don't take no for an answer. And we not only uh, have sought and found what we felt was right, but we knock and press the point until that door really is closed. And I I do uh, speak this from experience. This is a path that is to be walked, not only in employment, but if we were... Selling a house, buying a house, changing country, changing the place where we go, or a place of worship, then is not just praying, it is using the means. Perhaps advertising the property or looking at various estate agents. I remember over in Australia when we bought the last house that we had there, we were in rental accommodation and we gave to the estate agent a whole list, 10 points or so, of the things that we wanted in a house. And he laughed and he said, you'll never ever get that. Well, not long after, the house that was provided, just round the corner from where we were staying, it was it, you could go through that list and tick off all of those points. And it is a real way of seeing how the Lord provided our need and uh, yet making the actual steps so that we are not just praying, we are actively seeking, we're not trusting in what we are doing, we are praying, we're asking the Lord's blessing, we're knocking, but we're not trusting just in prayer and abusing the means and not using the means or using even common sense. We're putting those things together. And so it follows in all parts of our lives. The Lord uses, uses his people, uses Moses to bring the children of Israel up out of uh, Egypt. He uses Uh, David to be as the conqueror and the king that goes forth in front of his people and they war, they fight. Sometimes the Lord did work. He said to Jehoshaphat, you will not need to fight in this battle. The Lord went before them. Sometimes it was the case and sometimes it has been the case with us. One job I had, and the job that I had for 12 years, and they tied it over to here. Though I asked, I never found the job in a newspaper. I never applied. I never wrote even one letter of application. It was all done through a friend making that for me. Just to go into work, and the work colleague I was working with said to me, Oh, he said, nearly forgot. He said, go over in your lunchtime across the road for a job interview. I've arranged it for you. And that happened twice. And then I was given the job. And so in that case, there was no looking at papers. There was no my part to knock at all. It was all handed to me. But like as it was with Israel, for the most part, it was through their armies, through fighting, through David, uh, through the Lord appearing for them in that way. and the conquest of Canaan. it was all through the Lord blessing uh, their the armies and their fighting. And uh, so we, we are not to turn away from means in, in any way at all and this this way, God has set forth here in these three words to ask and seek and know. Especially we think of this in our soul's need for the mercy of the Lord on our souls, where it is a pressing case for the Lord to bless us and appear and to save our souls May it be an urgent, a pressing case, a need that surpasses every other need. And we are asking the Lord for his blessing, for his salvation, for assurance, for the pardon and forgiveness of our sins to be put amongst his children. And that is what we are seeking for, object of our first desire, Jesus crucified to me. I can no denial take, says the hymn writer, when I plead for Jesus' sake. Our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, he came into this world to take the sins of his people and to suffer and bleed and die on Calvary's tree, to pay the debt that they could not pay, to redeem them from all evil and to bring them to heaven. He says, I will for this be inquired of, by the house of Israel to do it for them, that all the benefits and the blessings of Christ's death, the forgiveness of sin, the changing of a heart, renewing of the will, and to conform to him is to be done by God. And as in Ezekiel 36, he will be inquired of that he would do those things for him. Every blessing comes to us through Jesus' precious blood. They are bore blessings. And they are bestowed upon the Church of God. And every awakened sinner will then ask for those things that come through the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to look then, secondly, at the assurance of success of this method. In verse 9, we have intermingled the assurance. He says, I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Right through that verse is intermingled the assurance that it will be successful method but our Lord doesn't just leave it there he adds that to verse 10 and really reinforces it again for everyone not just some but everyone that asketh receiveth and he that seeketh findeth and to him that knocketh it shall be opened and then he follows with the illustration of a son asking of an earthly father bread. And what is emphasised here is that what is asked is given. He says, if he asks bread, will he give him a stone? The implication is, if he asks bread, he will give him bread. For if he asks a fish, will he give him for a fish, a serpent? No, he'll give him a fish. And so what's emphasised is here, is what is being asked for is what is given, not something different, unless it be better. We mentioned Paul asking that the thorn in the flesh be taken away. That was not given, but grace was given. And Paul's assessment afterwards was that it was better that, that way. And that will be so with the people of God. They won't say, in effect, well, I asked this and he gave me something that was substandard, something like a scorpion instead of an egg. No, it will be like the Apostle Paul who said, therefore, I will rather rejoice in my infirmity when I am weak than am I strong. Grace is reigning. And so the assurance is emphasized right through and then summarized. If ye being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Though he be asking for spiritual blessings, asking for the Holy Spirit, asking for those things that he has the power to give, Not just loaves and fishes, but the things of eternal life. Not just the things of this life, but of that which is to come. And blessing with the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. So there is a, a, and I really emphasize how much our Lord is giving assurance here in this path. Now, I know we have in uh, the epistle of James, he reproves those that ask and they ask amiss to consume it upon their lusts. And it is a solemn thing if we, all we are asking for is things that we can, independent of God, just enjoy this life, our lusts, our carnal pleasures, and just really abuse the things of God. If we are rightly taught of God and rightly reverence the Lord, if he has quickened us and the things of God are no trifling matter and we seek real things, eternal things, and seek in this life to live to God's honour and glory, then as we would delight in the Lord, we will have our desires fulfilled, as in Psalm 37, delight thyself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of thine heart. Our desires, our askings, will be right askings when in the first place we desire to do that which is pleasing in the sight of the Lord. Well, may the word this morning be a word that gives us clear direction in whatever path that we're walking in as to how we are to walk in. Not just prayer, but asking and seeking and knocking, walking in a way that really gives a very clear message that what we're asking for, we desire to be brought about and will do so with everything in our being. And in this way the Lord has proved and set before us, ask and it shall be given you, Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. May the Lord add his blessing and get to himself prayer and praise and thanksgiving and all that is given from his hand. Amen.